Welcome, my friend. You are exactly where you need to be right now. It is not an accident that our paths have crossed. I'm confident that you're here because you are wanting more out of life. Are you ready to live your life with purpose and intention? Are you wondering how on earth to pull it all together? How exactly do you turn your ordinary days into extraordinary days? Girl, let me show you how to stop facing the day ahead and start faithing it. Join me, Sarah Elizabeth, each episode as I encourage and motivate you to place unwavering faith in the direction Christ will lead you and surrender yourself to His vision for your life. He's custom designed a life for you beyond your wildest dreams, and I want to help you discover all that He has planned for you to experience. Together, let's put God into the driver's seat of your life. Let's go. It's time to faith your day. Hey there, my beautiful friend. Thank you so much for stopping by today. This is going to be a longer episode. So buckle on in. We are going to be meshing some finance with forever today. And here's how this all came about. I have a real interest in finance and learning about good money habits. And I have been absolutely hooked on the Dave Ramsey show for over a year now. I'm sure you already know who Dave Ramsey is. But in case you haven't been introduced to him yet, he is a finance guru who has a passion for teaching people how to get out of debt, how to steward their money well, and how to be ridiculously generous with what they have. Now, I have no affiliation with Dave Ramsey at all, but I'm simply fangirling out on you today because his ways of handling money, his desire to want to help people, and his no-nonsense approach to building wealth are all so very admirable. Dave's teachings are biblically based, and he is a Christian man who truly understands that our blessings come from above. We are simply here as managers of what we have while we are on earth. If you've ever listened to his podcast, The Ramsey Show, or read any of his numerous best-selling books, including The Total Money Makeover, you would know that he teaches seven old-school, tried-and-true baby steps, as he calls them, to financial peace. And while I didn't know that I could ever become excited about budgeting and being super intentional with my money, but Dave's taught me how solid financial advice is based on a set of super simple principles, such as live off of less than you earn, save for the future, don't go into debt. And well, I could go on and on about how much I really admire his advice and his show. So I'm going to make sure to link that in the show notes for you in case you want to take a listen. But I thought I would incorporate some of his advice into our episode today. As I was thinking about financial advice and investing for the future, and it struck me how crucially important is it to be investing in your eternal savings throughout your life here on earth as well? I thought I would play off his baby steps, but with a twist on how you can ensure that you are fully prepared for your life in eternity with Jesus. I've titled this week's episode of the Faith Your Day devotional podcast, Baby Steps to Eternity. I must admit, 
that within a couple minutes of listening to Dave Ramsey's best-selling book, Baby Steps Millionaires, I was intrigued. I was so fascinated in learning about all the fail-safe methods someone who was in debt could take to have a net worth of over a million dollars in about eight to 10 years. I was so excited to know how millions of people had already put Dave's plan into place in order to ensure their financial peace and financial future, and how any person could become an everyday millionaire with a few simple ingredients, including intentionality, determination, patience, and consistency. Now, before you think I'm going to be going on about some get-rich-quick thing or multi-level marketing scheme, please be assured I am not. Dave's method is based on biblical principles that are found in Scripture and came into practice for him after he was sick and tired of doing stupid with money. Dave initially got rich the easy way, based on quick and sketchy real estate methods, but then easy come, easy go, and he went completely bust, filed for bankruptcy in his 20s, and had to do things the right way. Now he's in his 60s, and he is a multi-multi-millionaire. He decided to do things God's way to get there the second time around. He committed to steward his money according to God's principles. And well, let's just say that Jesus's money advice is much, much better than the quick and easy way, which we all know never lasts. All right, so let's have a little fun with this. We will use the Ramsey baby steps as a model for how you too can store up some treasure in heaven, treasure that will be awaiting your arrival to the pearly gates. So let's read a scripture verse here that I am going to come back to at the end of the episode, but this is one which sort of got this all started for me. It's from Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 to 21, and it says, it's Jesus's words where he says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So we're going to use that scripture as a jumping point into these seven baby steps. And whether you're familiar with the baby steps or not, I'm going to introduce each of them as we go through this and then twist them just a little bit to link them to that eternal savings, that saving for your forever future. Okay. So Ramsey's first baby step is to save a thousand dollars as a starter emergency fund. And this is so that you can cut up those credit cards and stop relying on them as a security blanket. Let's think eternal starter emergency fund here. What comes to mind? Well, for me, I thought about the essential practice of spending intentional time each day with Jesus. For me, this looks like the first hour of my day. I need something secure to begin a day of life with. And I turn to Jesus because he is my firm foundation. Psalm 143 verse 10 says, Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. 
May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. We cut up credit cards because they give us a false sense of security. Therefore, when saving for our forever, we need to cut out the habit of going to false security, such as social media or Hollywood gossip or anxiety-producing news headlines and activities that simply waste our time in those first few precious moments of our day. Stop going to those things first. Turn to Jesus first in gratitude for this new day and seek Him to guide you into all of His plans for you today. Trust me, there is no better way to start a new day of life than going to Him first. In any and every emergency, we need to turn to Jesus. So why not get into the habit of carving out intentional time to spend with Him every morning? This isn't going to be the only time you spend with Him during your day, but it is your start, and it is your surefire way to get every day of life off to a secure start. All right, baby step number two is to pay off your debts as quickly as humanly possible. And urgency is the key with this step. So Dave refers to this as gazelle intensity. And my friend, we are going to call it God intensity when it comes to your eternal life. John chapter 14, verse six, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. My friend, you want to secure eternal life? Well, you need to get to know Jesus. And the way you can get to know Jesus is by spending time with him in his word, scripture. He paid the ultimate price for us. He paid off the debt of our sins at the cost of his life. That is God intense. Only God himself could do something that incredible for you and I. My dear, at some point, all of this will end. Your death and Jesus's return are imminent. The thing is, we do not get a heads up on when either of those will occur. Just a promise that they will take place. This is why this step requires so much urgency. You can't let another day go by without making Jesus the Lord of your life. Priority number one in your life right now should be ensuring that you are getting to know Jesus, spending time with him in prayer, spending time getting to know his promises in scripture. This isn't something you can put off to later. There might not be later. Only now is promised, my friend, and your eternal future literally depends on this decision. The third baby step is to build a fully funded emergency fund. So we talked about that $1,000 starter emergency fund. Well, baby step three is to save up three to six months worth of income in case of a major life setback. So what does this look like for us saving up for our eternal future? One word, prayer. Prayer is what we need to be doing before an emergency, during an emergency, and after every emergency. In fact, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, two words, it says, pray continually on your worst days and your best days. Prayer is not just something you resort to in crisis. 
a simple way to shift this perspective is to think of prayer as an ongoing conversation with Jesus. The Holy Spirit dwells within us and allows us access to God 24-7, 365. Why wouldn't we want to access that incredible power? Part of storing up treasure in heaven is being able to produce the fruits of the Holy Spirit. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And let me tell you, it is impossible to produce fruit on your own. You need God's guidance and wisdom to be able to produce fruit. Prayer is the means of asking God to reveal to you what is holding you back from a full bounty of fruits. Asking Him to change your heart to be able to seek Him and His ways. Prayer is a way to thank Him for all you do have and ask Him to show you how you can be less like you and more like Him. Prayer is an ongoing dialogue that should be taking place all the time. Is it easy to remember to thank Him and seek Him and depend on Him always? No, of course it's not. We are human. But I guarantee you, The more you work on your prayer practice, the more natural this will feel. So, in case of emergency, prayer. But also, in every and any moment, prayer. Pray simply to talk to your Almighty Father who loves you so much. On to baby step number four now. The Ramsey way is to invest 15% of your household income into retirement savings because the time will come when you can no longer be working and earning. And like any good planner, you need to think ahead for the future. So now let's think way ahead to the future with your future eternity. How do we save for that? I think a great way to think about this is planting seeds of goodness for a future harvest. Literally investing your time and financial resources into worthy charities, church projects, or good causes in order to help your community, those in need, and our global family as a whole. Let's talk tithing for a moment here. Tithing can be a scary word, eh? Do I really mean giving your hard-earned money away? Yes. A tithe is literally translated as a tenth. And the idea behind tithing is to take the first tenth of what you make to give back to God, recognizing that without Him, you wouldn't have that tenth or even the other 90% that we are keeping. If we are honest, it all comes from Him. And I love this verse from Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. This is where God gives us a bit of a challenge in this verse. It says, check this out. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. Provision flows from God's hands. Now, Before you think that if you give, you are guaranteed some sort of monetary gain, I want you to realize that in the translations of blessing, it's often translated as 
happiness. And isn't that what we all want? This happiness, this joy in our lives. And God promises, test him on it. Give back to him and see if he will not exponentially grow your blessings, your happiness. Because like I said, provision flows from God's hands. But if we are gripping onto what we have so tightly and not willing to let any of it flow out, then we limit what he can pour back into our hands. Generosity is the best part about being blessed financially. And no matter what income level you are at, broke or billionaire, you need to be making giving your first financial priority. It sets the tone of gratitude, which allows for God's abundance to flow, allows you to acknowledge where all of this comes from, and allows you to plant seeds of hope by using some of what you have been blessed with to share with others and therefore become the blessing. Step number five in the Baby Steps Method is to save for your children's education fund. And this is to help set up our kids in a way that they aren't stuck paying back tens of thousands of dollars of student loan debt upon graduation. If we are looking forward to eternity here, though, we also need to be looking forward to the next generation and to all generations that precede them. Doing good to others not only makes us feel amazing and full of purpose, but it also sets a wonderful example for those around us. Raising the bar by raising expectations around living in service to others. First Timothy chapter 6 verses 18 to 19 say, Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Life that is truly life comes after this dress rehearsal here on earth. And if we want to be able to access our treasure there, we need to start stocking up through good works here. On to step number six in Dave's plan, and that is to pay off your mortgage early. Once your mortgage is paid off and you have no other debts at all, guess what you have? Financial peace. When you have debt, you are a slave to your lenders. Therefore, being completely debt-free gives a sense of freedom that everyone should have the chance to experience. So what holds us captive in regards to eternal life? Well, we have an enemy who wants nothing more than for us to exchange the promise of eternal life to a finite life based on sinful living here on earth. Satan knows exactly how glorious heaven is, and he wants to rob you of the potential of ever spending your forever there. He does this by continually tempting us with any and everything that could possibly derail us from the life and path God is calling us to. James chapter 1 verse 12 says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. And 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says, Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone 
to devour. So a couple of things from these verses. Our enemy, the devil, is after your heart. He wants to turn you away from God through sin and temptation and put as much distance between you and God as possible by flooding you with shame and guilt. He doesn't want you to repent and ask God for forgiveness because he wants to steal away your crown of life. Don't let him. Please remember that Jesus still loves you enough to have died for you no matter what you have done, are doing, and ever will do. Turn to Jesus in your times of weakness, shame, and temptation, and not away from him. You drawing near to Christ will push the devil away. Don't let that liar trick you into exchanging your eternity for his cheap imitation living here on earth. And finally, we arrive at baby step number seven. This is where you get to build wealth and give more. Once you are completely debt-free, something cool happens. You realize that you actually have money. When you aren't giving it all away, paying off debts and making payments, you feel like you get this massive raise just by getting to determine what you do with the whole amount. No more shackles. It's life unchained. And it's where you can truly see how wealth is not a bad thing when used to do good while here on earth. This is where your efforts yield a full harvest and you get to share your fruits with others to live and give like no one else, living and giving to your full potential, serving others, sharing the fruits of the spirit and the fruits of your labor. Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 21, I told you we were coming back to this one, says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. While it is important for each one of us to have what we need while here on earth, our time here is really just a puff in the wind when compared to our eternal life to come. And as you already know, whether you're broke or a billionaire, we will die at some point and the game hasn't changed. You can't take a single red cent of it with you. So why focus on simply amassing wealth without a plan to allow that wealth to do good that will last beyond you here. Creating that legacy. This is why Jesus is advising us to spend our time and energy focusing on our treasures in heaven rather than just our treasures here on earth. He's a smart guy, y'all. Kind of like the parent who advised you to save more of your money for your education rather than blowing it all on penny candy at the corner store. Jesus is giving long-term advice here, life after death advice, eternal kind of advice. So while he isn't saying you need to completely ignore your needs here on earth, he is directing us as to where we should be placing our focus. Get out of debt, save up what you can, create a life for yourself while you are here. But my friend, always be thinking about how you can use what you have been blessed with to serve others as well. And never forget to think long-term. Like, 
way beyond retirement, way beyond old age. Start thinking eternity here. Jesus died for you and I so that we could receive the gift of eternal life through him. John chapter 3, verse 16, y'all know it. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. That's some price to pay, my friend, the ultimate price. And he did it for you. Fact is, we can never repay him for what he did. But what if you took a baby step forward today and another and another and another? They might just take you to forever with our almighty Father. I want to pray with you right now. So join me, dear Heavenly Father. We want to thank you for your blessings, your blessings that flow over us, your love, your hope, your joy, your peace, your mercy, your grace, and your glory. Lord, you are so generous with all of us. We can never fathom what you did for us, that debt of ours that you paid, our sins that you paid with your life. We just, we can't comprehend that. And I don't think until we're standing in front of you at the gates of our eternity that that will really truly hit us. So Lord, we just want to thank you as best as we can today for that. No matter where people are at today in their real life finances or their eternal life investing, please just guide them on the path that you want to take them on. Do your will with them, Lord. Let them know that you are guiding them and that you have promised them goodness and blessings beyond their wildest expectations. You want our obedience more than you want any treasure from us, Lord, that you want our love and our trust. And just help us to be mindful of that today. We are so grateful. We are so thankful. And we are just lost without you. So please be near us today as we go forward on this next step of our life as we get closer to eternity with you. We ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, my friend, I wasn't joking when I said this was going to be a longer episode. I kind of debated whether or not to break it into two, but then I thought, no, you know what? We can all just tuck in for a bit, hang on for the distance. And as I said before, Dave Ramsey has no idea who I am. I am not affiliated in any way besides the fact that I simply share his advice with friends and colleagues all the time because I think it is so tried and true and so down to the basics and I love sharing it. So I will link his podcast down below in the show notes today and uh, share this out. If you think somebody else would think that having some fun with financial advice tied to future eternity advice is kind of cool, then uh, share this out. You never know how it will touch somebody and how it might just direct them to his podcast as well, where maybe the finance advice will change things for their future as well. Join me next Tuesday. I will be joining you from the west side of Canada next week as I am visiting my family in Alberta. So I'll be there and hopefully you'll be here. See you then. Wishing you all of God's blessings from my heart to yours. Bye for now. 